0: Morning. Do you know? I think I'd just like to start our Fry Yay podcast with a Friday sigh. <sighs> what a week! <laughs> it's just, it's just been, it's just been full on. Has it been the same for you? Obviously, kids back at school week two now, so we've been here, there, and everywhere with swimming lessons, kids' birthday parties are back on. Oh my god! Sunday I was at Laser Quest with a hangover. That's not what you want with a hangover. And then the other thing is, have you noticed the traffic? Oh my god, the traffic in Harrogate has been crackers this week. And uh, it, it's uh, somebody said to me, it's back to pre-pandemic levels. And that is clearly now the measurement of everything, but I think they're probably right. Anyway, so we'll just have have a moment of a Friday sigh. (sighs) It's all good though, isn't it? The sun's shining. And welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks. This is Nick Hancock. And if you don't listen to our radio station, by the way, what? You don't? Um, Well, the radio station's on all the time, so give it a try over this weekend. You can listen to Your Harrogate radio online yourharrogate.co.uk by downloading our free your harrogate app and on your smart speaker and if you don't own a smart speaker you can win one right now on our website yourharrogate.co.uk on our podcast podcast We always like to talk about local things in a bit more detail. So earlier this week, we heard all about what's going on at Crimple with Zach Jones, who's the Food and Beverages Director, who was telling us all about what it's going to be like there from the autumn. So some real... Cool stuff going on at Crimple. We also had the show director from the Harrogate Flower Show, Nick Smith, with us last week. So if you want to hear what's happening at Newby Hall over the next couple of days, go back and listen to our previous podcasts on yourharrogate.co.uk. But today, it's Harrogate Grammar School. Well, it's Harrogate Theatre meets Harrogate. Grammar, because as you know, the theatre, Harrogate Theatre, is having its roof sorted at the moment. So the team have had to be very creative, uh, which is obviously their their ball ball is their it's their um, you know it's their food and drink. They are very creative people, but they've had to be very creative about the locations for performances. So there's a great thing called Happy Place from a local theatre group coming to Harrogate Grammar School next week. And in fact, there's a connection, really nice connection, with one of the team with Harrogate Grammar School because she's a former pupil. So I've had a chat on Zoom with Josh, George and Natalie who are putting Happy Place together and, well, they told me all about it. So they're from a theatre group which is critically acclaimed called Forget About the Dog. That's the name of their theatre company. They're putting on this show, which is funny and thought-provoking, and they've been with me on Zoom to tell us all about it. So Natalie, will you will you tell us a bit a bit about it all?
1: Absolutely. So we all met at Leeds University um, about kind of five years ago or so now, and made theatre together. And basically, um, at the end of university, um, wanted to start actually performing. And I produced the company, and the other four write um, and act in the shows. So I came on as a producer to start putting things together and we headed up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and basically from there it just took off really and we started off as associate artists at Stage at Leeds where we studied and then more recently um, became associate artists of Harrogate Theatre which is very exciting for us and for me I used to work at Harrogate Theatre on the bar when I was straight out of school, then I was marketing officer there as well for a while. So it's a real home from home for for me, and now for everyone else as well, which is really nice to be part of, kind of the local Harrogate theatre community, really.
0: Well, and you'll know you'll know what a Harrogate audience is like then, obviously firsthand as well. Probably you've probably been a Harrogate audience um, in the past.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yes. Um, it's a great audience. It's a really varied audience, and the studio because we make studio theatre as opposed to main house theatre. Um, they're always a really interesting bunch. Um, always excited to see new things, and we we got really good feedback actually from our last show at Harrogate, didn't we, Josh? It was good. Um, I think it went down really well. Okay, uh, so tell me,
0: tell me about this. Tell me about this next. This next show
2: then.
1: Josh do you want to do you want to say a little bit about this
2: one? Yeah absolutely Um, so we decided we wanted to do a show that kind of dealt with the subject matter of happiness but that's obviously a very broad topic so I think the way we've kind of approached it is looking specifically at how people can be uh, content with themselves which I think considering we started this pre-pandemic has kind of turned into quite a, quite a subject on a lot of people's minds at the moment. And from there, we did sort of a lot of development work. And we focused on the idea of this, uh, this happy place, which is both the name of the show and the facility that most of the characters in the play spend their time in. We're sort of in a slight dystopia where uh, happiness has basically been commodified to the point where you can go into what is essentially a very high-tech VR of sorts booth and uh, get your quick fix of, of half, an, half an hour of happiness. Uh, and it's just kind of looking at how different people kind of use that space, basically, um, and sort of some of the, the highs and lows that come with that. But as a company, we really focus on, or we really like to make sure that our pieces are, engaging in a comedic sense so uh there's hopefully quite a lot of sort of silly moments and uh, and good laughs for an audience to enjoy as well I really I really like what you're
0: describing you know the mixture of it's I suppose light and shade really but it is I mean I mean funny but thought-provoking
2: yes yeah exactly um we do try to sort of tread that balance as best we can because we like to deal with real subject matters real topics but well, for us, just personally, we think everything's sort of nicer when it has a nice kind of fun angle on it.
0: Talking about, you know, working on this during the lockdown and things, did, did you guys, from sort of going into this subject, did you discover a bit more about about your own personal contentment and maybe what that what that means and what that looks like?
2: Uh, I'd say yes, we did. Um, I mean, the other guys might want to add to this, but I think one of the things we ended up discussing was uh, how... Well, I think a lot of conversations between friends of which, which we all are were, you know, how is everyone coping? What are you doing to kind of stave off the, the especially to begin with, you know, having to stay from home and all of that, and all of that stuff. Um, and we've got within the company, a couple of people who are key workers. So it's also how they're kind of dealing with subject matter. So, yeah, provoke a lot, of, uh, a lot of conversations. I don't know if you want to add to that, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Yes. Hi. hi. Nice
1: Hello.
3: How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Where did you appear from? Um,
1: <laughs> Asda.
3: <laughs> I'm not actually in the same room as now. It's just a
0: hologram. Wow, that's very clever. So, Jordan, yeah. what's your what's your take on it all then?
3: What what conclusions did you did you draw from it? Yeah, it's interesting because it felt it did feel Josh like as a company because we, we were meant to try and do this show and then coronavirus came around. It was literally like a month after that lockdown we were supposed to be doing a show but it's funny to look back in hindsight because it would have been a completely different Mm. show um like literally we we sort of we 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 obviously took our time and then after a couple of months we started to have some zoom rehearsals and and then I guess we just started talking a bit more and discussing and then it sort of led we started to go down another route about and I I think the difference is is that what we figured out that what made us happy in a theatrical sense was creating the work that we've created on this show um because we i think it's probably safe to say correct me if i'm wrong josh but we kind of went down a a more abstract uh intellectual metaphorical route and then we realized that it, it didn't wasn't making us happy really really so but then we ended up making a a whole different show that was more rooted in I don't know being a a core four ensemble and then I don't know creating a crazy story around that really.
1: From seeing how the writing progressed in this time from kind of more of an outsider as someone who wasn't fully writing the play it was the minute I think everyone just decided that you could just absolutely enjoy what you were writing and we kind of like you said we stopped looking the the kind of abstract kind of metaphorical sense it was just what everyone what came naturally to everyone
3: um yeah yeah for sure and actually
1: I think as well being on zoom there was less there was no chance to get something up on its feet so the only way usually the company is quite playful when we have a script and then everyone gets up on their feet and actually turns it into something great to watch but because there wasn't that playful outlet in that sense the playful outlet massively came into the writing. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I think.
0: I think that makes sense, and that was sort of the next thing I was going to ask you about, Natalie. When, when obviously, um, because because you know it wasn't possible to perform in front of an audience, and it wasn't going to be possible for some time, had that put more emphasis for you guys on the writing process? You know, did you did you sort of take more time over that because because you, you therefore could because. You know, there was no sort of performance date in the in the short term coming up.
1: Yeah, I think no deadline is amazing because even though you might have a year or two, even depending on the situation, to write a show, there's always a deadline, which means there's always a kind of cut off for your script. There's always a cut off point where you need to get your designer involved, and when that finishes, and when you need to move on to the next thing, and we had no there was no idea of when there was a deadline it wasn't even there's going to be two years we, we had no we had no idea we didn't know if suddenly it would finish and everything would open up and I think that made kind of a really it was a really it was very very difficult in many ways but the kind of logistical aspects as well of running a theatre company for everyone involved just fell away we we tied up our loose ends we told programmers they well, they didn't need to be told that they weren't coming to a show, but we, we, you know, we kind of closed off conversations, wished everyone well, and it was kind of like until next time, until, until we see each other, and all that was left is yeah, let's try and make as much as we can on Zoom, and that's when, as everyone was saying, the conversations really kind of opened up, and it, and it was and it's crazy different.
0: now, isn't it, with hindsight, you know, to look back on eighteen months and that, you know to sort of see it all uh, yourselves, being being in being in. Um, theater and fans of theater and everything is is there a greater appreciation do you think at the moment from from audiences because everybody has has missed it so much or maybe not even realized how much they missed it until they were back
3: yeah I mean yeah, I hope so. I, I think so and I hope so, so, I, hope so. <laughs> I mean it, it was funny because my mum sent me uh, uh, a screen grab of of the comedy festival program and she was like quite a lineup and it had like Jimmy Carr and Jason Manford and Billy Ocean, and then it just had, and then it had us. And I thought, well, I hope I hope they they all really want to get to the theatre and spend their money because there's some big names there, and so I hope that the the audiences are sort of. Ready to get back and see something live for sure. Mm. Harrogate's and got life. a great reputation
0: for the comedy festival, hasn't it? Like it's got, yeah. in, it's sort of been the place where where people like Jimmy Carr will, you know, will come mm. and test out their their material mm. and stuff. And it, it seems to be, um, it, it seems to just be be um, audiences that, that that comedians seem to like coming back to to do. I think they quite like the locations and they quite like Harrogate as well.
1: I think so. It's, it's, it's just an amazing audience. I find Harrogate audiences great because they're, on one hand, really up for seeing kind of, you know, big well known comedies, uh, comedians, sorry, um kind of big well known plays, but then also from kind of marketing the studio theatre in the past. They want to see some interesting, thought provoking stuff as well. And that's, I think, why we get on with the Harrogate crowd so well, I'd say, because we have definitely have a mixture of, of both, really. We, like, as Josh said, our shows to kind of be thought provoking but with a comedic element and I think one thing that really summarized I think how our shows go was when we took our last show on tour it uh, focused on the idea of memory loss and followed a character going through memory loss and someone came up to us at the end and said I suffered from a very a very similar thing thank you for thank you for making it light thank you for showing the potential funny sides to things the lighter moments thank you for not portraying what I went through as just utter doom and gloom and she felt highly uplifted by that and I think coming out of the pandemic now to kind of put a funny spin on how people view happiness and how they view themselves it's just a nice it's another it's another way another perspective on stories that might just be quite um hard to go and especially yeah this, well yeah, that's the a thing with the, the
3: the theme of happiness it was like i think in the past that we've kind of uh, grabbed a hold of a um i don't know a, a character or or a circumstance that a character's in and then and then we like create from there but with this one it was the theme of happiness so it took a little longer to kind of nail that down because it was like well what does that mean yeah um and I, we all said like we don't want to we don't want to make a sort of doom and gloom show about mental health, but but we we want to, it to be po- poignant but fun, and we want the audience to leave feeling better than they did when they came in. Really and, and, the and
0: actually, you know, credit to you guys that makes it probably quite different to a lot of other things that are on the bill at the comedy festival. You know, where where it's not it it's it's more than just um gags or or you know it it, it's it's actually it's it's got a bit more to it than that um i'm fascinated to see it when when is the when is the show on
1: so we're on next thursday and friday at um grammar school yeah which uh which is exciting it's my old school oh is it (laughs) Yeah. yeah so everyone can um
3: Hopefully, we're hoping that Natalie be on some pictures on the wall. <laughs>
0: yeah, child. will any of your teachers <laughs> still be there? Will any of your teachers still be there, Natalie? Or they all have moved on by now?
1: A, cu- a couple. A couple that... Um, God, that must seem so weird,
0: doesn't it? Going back to y- your school to 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 perform what is now your job.
1: A little, yeah. I mean, the school, though, in the past... Because I left 10 years ago, and it's amazing. That school is amazing, what it's... The new... It wasn't... It wasn't as, I mean, it was, it was very, really good school. I was very happy there. I was in like. The, it's There's very fancy now <laughs> okay. um, it, that's the word the, the refurbs refurb. are yeah. amazing yeah. when i went to the site tour i was just looking around going wow <laughs>
0: it's, it's got having a good grammar's got this great um sixth form now you know and it's got this real kind of it's it's a bit like hybrid it's almost between school and university it's so it's a long time ago but so different to when i went to school it's you know uh, it's really good and, and we tend to go every year and interview some kids in the in the sixth form, and and um, it, you know they're they're I mean they're just very well dressed for a start, but they're all really you know they're all they're all they're all so they're all so good.
3: Um, and, and what about would your would your show appeal to any any age really? Um, I don't know, Josh. You want to take that? You're always good at, with the age bracket.
2: Go on, Josh. That's a strange niche, but thank you.
3: Um... <laughs> Uh
2: we we tend to say, yeah, it's it's suitable for all ages. Or I think we tend to put a rough kind of uh age cap on, sort of 12-ish, I think. Um that's not because of any of the content. The shows are very uh family friendly. It's just from experience the way we kind of discuss some of those. Um, what's the best word? Some of the more kind of themes? thought-provoking themes. Yes, thank you, George. Um, some of the themes tend to Go over the heads of of some of the younger audiences we've had. We've had, I think, uh, the best example is a a mum who came along with her three children. One was eight, one was ten, and one was twelve. And she said the twelve-year-old seemed to really engage with it. The ten-year-old kind of in between. The eight-year-old didn't really know what was going on, but said that they had a great time and thought that loads of elements were good. So it'll be entertaining regardless. But we tend to say sort of uh, twelve upwards. Yes,
0: great stuff. Well, thank you all so much for your time. Really, really appreciate your time this afternoon. And uh, yeah, best of luck. Best of luck with it all. And and uh, I hope I hope nothing embarrassing is on the walls, Natalie, at Harrogate Grammar School.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: No, no, it's the opposite. We want the opposite. Yeah, we really hope that. (laughs) The more embarrassing, the better.
0: So, big thanks to Natalie, George, and Josh who you heard on our podcast today on Your Harrogate, sponsored by Hacks. Lots of other things going on over the next few days, including the outdoor cinema at Harewood House this weekend. The Little Bird Artisan Food Market is back at St Wilfrid's Church in Harrogate. We've also got the Newbie Flower Show, Newbie Hall Flower Show. And in Bishop Moncton, it's the Beckbusters 10K on Sunday. Whatever you're up to this weekend, I hope you have a brilliant time. <music>